Uh, hey guys, uh, today we have Alistair Ling joining us from Australia. Uh, he is a Lucka Oak. <laughs> Hello, welcome everyone. I am Alistair Ling. It is an absolute privilege to be here. Such fine company. Uh, how was your competition this weekend, Alistair? Uh, it was it was horrible. I know. Uh, would you like me to elaborate? Yes, please. Absolutely. <laughs> No, it wasn't that bad. The weather was terrible, but other than that, it was okay. It was it was so windy on uh, on Saturday that like none of the equipment stayed on the on the bins. We had uh, it was bottle shuttle, and to like to my like, I was so grateful that I managed to get over the line before uh, one of the bottles blew off. So I sat on the sidelines for like, no joke, like half an hour while they did like five restarts of, of bottle. Uh, so I really felt for all those first riders that, that basically did the whole extra session of, um, of bottle shuttle because of the wind. Um, but yeah, that, that was a pretty, pretty recurring theme throughout the day. Nothing was staying on. And then, um, yeah, the wind was a little less on Sunday, but it was, uh, it was raining a lot. So that that kind of put a bit of a dampener on it as well, pun intended. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was it was all right. I um, yeah, I rode with Simon Rogers, so yeah, we had a lot of fun. So he's always always a good laugh to ride with. Um, but yeah, I done the last two competitions with him because I normally ride with Aiden Summers, who you'd know. Uh, he was over in South Africa, mm-hmm. uh, but his horse. Um, his horse like ran through a fence or something like that. So we're waiting for it to heal itself. Um, and then, um, yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back with him. Uh, and then, yeah, Simon's, Simon's main pony. Uh, yeah. Came up a little sore. So he was, he was on his other one this weekend. So pretty much anyone I ride with their horse, their horse gets injured. Uh, <laughs> that, that's my advert. Yo. That's not ideal. And then, so when it's super windy and things, do they, would they just, would they ever change the race or anything like here? We often, like, we, I think we're doing like bottle races with quoits from, what's that race called? Is it called quoits? Yeah, Hoopla. Hoopla, yeah. Uh, well, like we talked about it. Um, like it's never ideal to substitute a race, but um, like I think if like the last time they tried to do it, I think if they weren't able to get it going, we're going to try and rerun that race on the second day because um, we only had one heat of opens. You could do that, but like if it was multiple heats, it probably would have been way too hard, and we've had to have substituted it out for for something else that you know I probably wasn't good at. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I think I was like, I think Simon and I were like second, so we were pretty keen for the race to stand. So you were happy for everybody else to rerun in 10 times? <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, our, our, our ponies didn't have a lot in the gas tank either. So um, it, it was really, really good for us to be able to give them a breather halfway through the session and come back strong for the second half. Didn't mind it sounded that like that was, that was the highlights of your of your weekend. Um, but you, Standing you on the sideline and watching everyone... Um, to bottle shuttle over and over yeah pretty much no we had a you didn't do well no well we came we came we came third uh which was like that was a good result because like my ponies in its first season 
and Simon had to bring his his old pony out of retirement for it. So, um, like, we, we we were never gonna win it. We're never gonna win it. The, um, Chris and Ryan they won it. They rode really well. A lot of horsepower there. So we're never getting on top of them um, this weekend. But so third really was a good result for us. I was, I was happy with it. I just didn't want to be out in the wind. And then are your, are your competitions like pretty everything back to normal? Are you affected at all by COVID? Yeah. Well, we had to cancel our national competition uh, for the first. So I guess just to give you an idea, um, we run a national individuals championship, a national pairs and a national teams championship. Normally we have one in Easter, one Easter's in like um, – like in April for anyone that's not religious. And um, then we have like another one in, I think around May and then another one in, I'm going to say October. Um, but because like Australia is so big, the people in Western Australia, uh, which is, they have to travel, like I think it takes them three days of driving to get to like a, a competition, like on the, on the East side of Australia. So, we're, this year we're going to run um, two national championships, I guess, back-to-back over, um, I think it was going to be like just over a week, um, kind of similar kind of similar to how like um, New Zealand run their Horse of the Year show, if any of you have been out there. Um, so it was still going to fit within like the same like amount of games you're allowed to have per day uh, and all of that sort of stuff, but it just meant that, yeah, the people that had to travel weren't going to have to make um, make multiple trips in the year. But yeah, we had to cancel that because, like, although there's hardly any like COVID cases in Australia, there's still like pretty high regulations around like COVID safe activities and what you have to do to comply. And it just got to a point with the venue where like the amount of stuff we're going to have to do and comply with like with the showgrounds and like the local police uh it, it was just going to be it was just going to get so difficult to run the competition and like we didn't also a factor was we didn't want to risk losing that relationship with the showground either and then not being able to run it there in the future because that easter one's probably like I'd, look, I'm going to say it's our most fun competition because everyone's got time off. Like everyone's chilled. Like no one's rushing home and stuff. Like have a bit of a bit of a party, have a beer or or ten, and yeah, it's just a great time. So we'd hate to hate to lose that. So as unfortunate it was to cancel that, uh, I think in the long run it's going to be better off. But locally within our states, uh, everything's pretty normal. Um, Where in Victoria we're running a competition like at least every month. Uh, we're getting pretty good numbers. Uh, like our membership's nearly, nearly what it was before COVID. So like everything's bounced back here pretty well, to be honest. Nice. And then do you, like for the rest of the year, is your game season looking, looking pretty good then? Yeah. So, um, I guess our season's sort of backwards because, like you guys will start, you guys will start in like, like March, yeah, and then run till April. Yeah, or April, whatever, and then run till like uh, November, because our winter falls in the middle of the year. So we sort of have a break over like 
June, July, and then we start back up again, which is like good and bad because, you know, yeah. do you put the ponies out? Do you keep them in work? Like it's a bit of a juggling act. Um, so yeah, we'll go pretty hard until like May and then, yeah, we'll chill for a bit in June, July, and then fire back up again, uh, like August running into that last national championships of the year in October is usually how we do it. It was much the same yeah. in South Africa, right, me? Hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's in the middle of the year, we wouldn't necessarily stop for a break, um, but we would kind of be preparing for Worlds or if we were traveling, because that's when the competitions would be over here. So, Love you. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, well. I think that's probably the other reason why we don't really yeah, do much in July is because, like, normally, like, half our committees are overseas, which makes it difficult to run stuff. Um, there's you, like, for you guys, like, often like run clinics and stuff like for, for young riders over that quiet period, which is always, always good. Um, like Warwick Slade's been doing a bit of that recently and that's um, done really well to grow our numbers, uh, particularly with the young, young age groups. Sick. Yeah. We did a lot of fundraising as well over that time. Um, mm. I haven't been involved in any of that for the last two years now, obviously being here in England. What, what do you, what do you do? What do you do with the, for fundraising? Last last fundraiser I was a part of was that that bloody uh, Royal Berkshire calendar that's still hanging on my wall, and I, I still <laughs> see Josh Adamson with that that creepy look just just staring at me every morning when I leave to go to work at six thirty in the morning. I just see him naked in a river, just just eyeing me up. Uh, no, we haven't dabbled in any naked calendars, um, but my dad had all these arrangements with these big festivals that we would sell bacon and egg rolls, hamburgers. Just like general catering stuff. Um, so one of the big events was a Hilton Arts Festival, um, which we, it was like three days, I think, but it was nonstop. It was insane. So we raised a lot of funds from that. Oh, cool. So what, well, like a like a bake sale or something? Um, the baking was right. bacon and egg rolls. <laughs> yeah, bacon and egg hamburgers. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, an extreme nice, level bake nice. sale, I suppose. Yeah, and then I'll, I guess our season also um, had to fit in like when people would have their African horse sickness vaccination. Well, not people, their horses. Because um, that oh, would yeah, be that, like that six weeks off. Eh? <laughs> Never mind. It's it's um, it's, a, it's a saying that probably makes no sense to you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that old chestnut? Yeah. Never heard that one? Oh, yeah, I've heard it. Yeah, I've heard it. <laughs> we just didn't um, hear you, which is uh, oh, right, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Yeah, so that kind of like takes out six weeks of our competition season. Like everyone planning when to do their horse sickness vaccinations before, because we would have our individual and pairs champs sort of around December. So six weeks before that, everyone would have to have their horses vaccinated. So they just get sick every year, like flat out. Yeah. Um, it's really bad. So the virus is carried by midges, um, little cuticoides midge. Um, Wait, they're real? What? Cuticoides midges. Yeah? Mid- midges are real. I thought, okay. Right. Yeah, <laughs> That's supposed to be. I didn't, I didn't, no, I just didn't know that was a real thing. I thought it was like, a, I don't know, like something a, like you tell kids or whatever. It's like a little mosquito. Yeah, yeah. okay. Little. Yeah, you learn something new every day. <laughs> You can you can Google it. I think it's Culicoides imicola. 
Well, okay. given that you're a vet, I think I'll just take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know when I'm losing a battle. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, early summer and, I, and then right through to late summer, I guess, until the first frost, it's pretty high risk too. It's like COVID. They have to have their two injections and they have the first one and then you have to like, let them relax. Then you just got to survive the blood clots. <laughs> it's probably too soon for that joke, isn't it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just. I don't know, uh, we're, I don't know we're not about that one. Medical though. advice here. <laughs> yeah, because apparently the incidence of blood clots was no higher than there would be in a normal population anyway. So it's not like the vaccines increase the incidence of blood clots. And also, I was thinking that maybe if they're vaccinating all the ill people first, then those people are going to be the ones who are more likely more to get blood Yeah, they're getting blood clots anyway. Yeah, exactly. It's just become so political. Oh, sorry, we'll leave it there. <laughs> Please don't take me out of context on that one. <laughs> Back to Pony Games. <laughs> uh, who, who's up and coming in the, in the Australian games world? Who's, who's, who's going to be on the next world's team? Are we talking... Well, are you talking about like young juniors or uh, or, or open riders? Yeah, because I'm a new open worlds. rider. Is yeah, it? not 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 new, but um, like Ryan Seney is killing it uh, at the moment. Um, I think he's your your pair's partner. No, he's not. He's in my team. He's in my team. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I try and um, a- anyone that I I, I think could beat me I, I generally try and ask them to be on my team it, it makes life a lot easier um <laughs> but yeah he's going super well um like you know you know how there's like kids that are like good games riders and there's kids that are good horse riders like at the moment like like now he's he's both um because i guess to give you some background he went and did he went and worked at uh, he went and worked worked to like a racing stable um, and he was doing like track work on racehorses and like his riding just improved out of sight after that. Um, and, he, and he's always had really good, really good game skills. And yeah, he like picked up this horse. Um, I'm going to say it, he must've had it nearly two years now. And like, it, it wasn't like, it, it wasn't much chop when he got it, but like, it's just come on so well. Like it's so quick. Um, it's probably a quickest horse, one of the quickest horses in Australia at the moment, I would say. Um, it's like a little on the hot side, but he keeps it, he keeps it pretty chill, which is, um, which is pretty good. Like he, he can get through the steady games pretty nice as well. So like, I reckon he's going to be a big shot at our, um, national individuals whenever we get around to, to running that. And yeah, I, I can see him, I can see him being on, on world's teams to come um if we if we end up having the bloody things um but yeah he, he's, coming to? he's shooting the lights out at the moment well we're not allowed to leave our country at the moment so well you can but you're not allowed to come back which is the issue you have until august <laughs> uh yeah yeah like i i can't yeah i can't see australia letting us send, send a world's team um this year I, I just don't think the government's going to allow it unfortunately um but yeah it's really tough for like the for the kids that made it 
or I can say old adults really, uh, that made it last last year for the first time and missed out. Like that's that's super rough. So I hope they still get a chance to go. But like I I would not be betting my life on on us getting a team over there this year, unfortunately. Yeah, we have um, a similar challenge. <laughs> Yes. Pretty close to three riders already in England, though. Yeah, but we can't get the other two over. <laughs> I guess you just have to marry up. Yeah. <laughs> Move fast. Carl's on it already. Yeah, I wonder. Um, there wouldn't be too many people trying to get a South African green card, hey? No. Definitely not. <laughs> it's not. Um, it's not the most desirable passport in the world. It's a, it's, a, it's a nice holiday destination, but anyone can go there anyway. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> love, love to be there. Also, love to be able to leave there. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, not ideal. So Carl's oh. been asking everyone on the podcast how he should fix his pony. Do you have any advice for Carl? I think I know how Alistair might want me to fix my pony. Uh, when when he was over in South Africa, he he came and gave a few of my lessons for me when I was coaching, which was quite cool. Mm, I, look, to be honest, I'd probably be telling the pony to get a new rider. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my dad actually said that, uh, I think at a pony club clinic, there's this kid that, this little kid that was like, um, he's like, he's like, oh, mom, like, it's like, we need, we need to get a new, we need to get a new pony. Like pony's not like good enough, blah, blah. My dad goes, no, your parents need to get a new kid. And the, and the kid's like, no, you can't replace the kid. Which <laughs> is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I think this is that exact, this exact situation again. Replace replace the rider. Um, what What's your pony doing wrong, Kyle, apart from like falling over all the time because you're so, so tall? <laughs> I don't even know uh, if it's falling over. I'm just assuming that it is. <laughs> <laughs> we we we've fallen over twice, um, but it's I think more due to his lack of uh, stopping on the way home. Yeah, because uh, we're just way too fast by the time we get to like, that back corner, and he is fast. We're like he'll put any of your I don't care what horse you have, um, but he will. He's fast and he turns really well, yeah. but he just doesn't stop on the way home. So it gets a bit scary when you get to the back fence and like you're leaning over like a motorbike. It's just sand going up and then hit the wall. Yeah. See, like, I guess, because like, <laughs> I ride, because I, like, I'm on a quarter horse now and, like, they, like, I can't even get her to run to the back fence. Um, cause that, I guess that breeding, that they just, they just love doing nothing. So, like, they reckon standing still is, like, the best thing ever. So, like, if I ask her to stand at, like, the bank board or something, she, like, she thinks that's a reward. Like, to her, that's, like, this, this is sick. So, like, bank raised, four flag, like, she's so good because, like, she thinks I'm doing her a favour by letting her stand next to the equipment. Um, so, so I, you I, I'm, I just assuming, get a horse? I'm assuming um, your horse probably doesn't have that attitude of, like, wanting to rest. Because, like, I guess, like, all my training revolves around, um, like, rewarding the horse with letting it rest. So, like, in that practice at home, like, I'll never ride past the – so, like, say I'm picking something up from the bin on the way home. Like, I'll stop at that bin and that's the end of my run. Like, I'll jump off or, or whatever. 
So when I get into the ring, like the pony thinks, oh yeah, there's like nothing happens past that bit. So instead of having the horse like bolt on you when you go to pick something up, you just push it on a little bit and you can go through it like a sane speed. And then when you get to the, and like, like from right from a young age, I've always like pulled the horse up on the 10 yard line, like not, not hard, but like I just let it stop. So now it just looks for it. Um, but like if your horse doesn't have that attitude, then it's, it's going to be a little more difficult to train. But like what I would probably try is like I'd spend more time going backwards because the reality is like if you've got a good backup, you're going to have a good stop. And if your horse, and if you're always backing up and when you go to stop, if your horse is anticipating being asked to back up, it's probably more likely to stop. So yeah, yeah. that's probably where I would start. But we, training, we training is much of... easier than retraining. So maybe just get a new horse and start again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> re, like, re, like training a horse doesn't take much skill. Retraining a horse takes a lot of skill. Yeah. yeah, I like to think I've got it. So I think if everyone just keeps an eye out on Apollo this year, there'll be there'll be some good changes. I hope. <laughs> mm. Or you could. The other thing I might I might try if I were you was um, would be to submit a rule change to IMGA and get the field lengthened. Uh, either that, or put a rope gag in my pony's mouth. <laughs> if he stops pretty well, as long as as long as the rope has got like a snaffle joint, I think it should be fine. <laughs> Exactly. Like even if it's just tied with like a piece of wire or fishing guts or something. Yeah. <laughs> get, get um get get bomber on the phone. I'm 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 sure he'll be able to sort something out and get his yeah, boys he, to he whip quite, you up something and send it over. Quite likes me, doesn't he? He was super cool. He popped into the shop. He does. He gave us a full a full tour of the of the factory. The I was factory. just looking through some photos before got my memory and it's a it's well. I was trying to be PC and not say sweatshop, but it's definitely a factory, if not a sweatshop. <laughs> not say, you, not say. Everyone on you can edit that out if you want. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what is his first name, Mr. Bomber? Bomber, Bomber who? Uh, I, did, I did know once upon a time, but um, I've forgotten. That's okay. Yeah. Anyway. I think they're like custom-made bits. So. Custom-made? They're custom-made bits, though. Is that right? Yeah, custom-made yeah, bits. Got, they're um, a protocross, protocross company. They do like, I got some spurs custom-made there as well when I was in South oh, Africa. Yeah. Do you still, do you still use those? Uh, I haven't needed to. Like, I use them, like, I use them, like, training young horses, but, like, I don't ride in them all the time because, like, there's not really much point because you can't do games in them. So, <laughs> kind of just ride in them. Until the horse like realizes, just thinks they're like a permanent thing, and then you take them off, and the horse is already trained. Okay, I, I guess that, that that'll work. But anyway, so to anyone that is listening wants to know what bombers is, they make custom made bits, and they're supposedly like sculpted to your pony's mouth, and they're super comfortable and easy on your pony. And they also make polo cross rackets and helmets and. Super large range of polar cross type equipment, which is pretty big in Australia, I think. Yeah, well, I think I, I've seen bombers bits like all over the world, and like the reason, the reason I like it is because because they're blue. Like there's a, there's a, there's a lot of cho- there's a lot of choice, and um, 
like you can get you can get like someone to come out and they like watch you ride your horse and they watch like how the horse reacts or whatever and they can tell you whether like the horse has got a sensitive tongue or like I, I don't know I'm no expert but they can tell you all that stuff and then they say well given how you know your horse is we recommend like this bit and then they measure it up for you and um, yeah they get you the right size and and the right thing or whatever um, so you end up like with a pretty good result um, rather than um, rather than just closing your eyes and um, pulling something off the rack at, at like the the, the the saddle shop or whatever you call it like what I used, I used to do or mum used to do for me when, when I was a kid. <laughs> thanks, thanks mum. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I never <laughs> bought a bit before I went to South Africa. You mentioned that one of your favourite writers to watch was Eddie Sermon. Yes. And I'd yes, like to give him a shout Eddie. out just because he sent me such a lovely message about the podcast and he's really enjoying it. So him and his dad listening to it in the workshop. Oh, is there already episodes out? I haven't even listened to it yet. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you, you didn't tell me. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll have to go and I have to go and catch up. Well, it's not our problem. You don't follow us on social media, bro. <laughs> no, I do. I, I, you, I followed it. I followed it. Um, okay. But yeah, I've been, I'll, I'll check it out. I have, I have been meaning to, I have been meaning to listen. I just didn't think it had started yet. But so I'll get those views up for you. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, Eddie's, Eddie's, uh, are we still talking about Eddie or we, we just, or is that all he gets? Is I mean, that- I just wanted to give him a shout out. You can talk about him with absolute pleasure. Uh, no? uh, yeah, no, I like, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about Eddie. We'll talk about Eddie a little bit. Um, I don't know him very well. I'll, um, I, I'll, I'll give you the, yeah, let's, let's go right into it. Who's um, Eddie? Who, who tell is, us, tell who, us. All right. Who is Eddie Sermon? Can we, can we get like that put up in text, like above my head, like here on, on the YouTube? Um, who, who is Eddie Sermon? So, uh, well, when I got to the UK, like I didn't know many people. Uh, well, I actually met Eddie in, in New Zealand at, at Worlds in, oh God, I don't even know. That must have been like 2013, was it? Oh, it's yeah. good good knowledge yeah i met him in 2013 and um yeah then uh like i guess i was just like saw him in the uk and i was like hey uh and he's like yeah like if you want to come stay at my house stay at my house um which was great because um yeah then like i obviously had a house and like they gave me ponies and um because i was friends with eddie sermon people people cared who i was like it was fantastic <laughs> no, um no eddie 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 is great like he um very inclusive for um international writers that don't know a thing about anything i think at, at one at one point it must have been before europeans or something like that eddie had just said to a whole lot of people like off the cuff like throughout Europe, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're coming down to Europeans, like just feel free to come stay at my house or whatever. Yeah, and, um, yeah, like sure enough, there was like this international circus of people that turned up at Eddie's house. Like we had we had like all these yards set up in the paddock, like for all the ponies and stuff. Like it was it was ridiculous. Like it was a full blown circus. And we went out, we went out to uh we went out in Leicester one night. Um 
to the, the the infamous nightclub mosh which um which eddie tells me is sadly been closed since like march last year or something um because of covid which is like terrible for the people of leicester because that's really the only thing they have to live for apart from um the the no they have a king i think it's um King Richard the Third, like memorial tour, that's that's Leicester's uh, other other claim to fame. Uh, but yeah, without Mosh, Leicester is nothing. And um, yeah, so we went out to this nightclub, Mosh, and like the, the we fully like bugged out the bouncer. Like he he looked at us and he's like checking our IDs. We had I think like seven different nationalities, like seven different passports, and like Eddie went last, so. This guy's like, poor guy's like looking at all these like international passports from like weird countries. And he's just thinking, like, surely this all gotta be fake. And then Eddie's the only one with a with a British with a British passport. It was it was hilarious. Like hardly anyone spoke English. It was great. Um, yeah, good, good, good night that one. Uh, with with the uh, with the international multicultural IMGs and he's taking purpose. his vagrants out for a Jordan list. Yeah, basically. They, like, he, like he, they, Bouncer must have thought we're all like farm slaves or something, like 100%. <laughs> um, and I, I guess the other thing that I, we sort of got to get into with, uh, with Eddie is that, that silver lorry. You, you've, you, you'd be familiar with the lorry, wouldn't you? Is this the one that we spent in the world? The, the, big, the big silver lorry. Um, which, uh, which, which was a bargain. They got it from a, they got it from a tip, right? So super reliable, obviously didn't come with deal of warranty. Um, that thing, like, I don't think we had, I think maybe, I don't know if we ever had a trip without like something going wrong on it, but, um, you know, Eddie, Eddie being Eddie, it, it got fixed every time. Sometimes he'd spend the whole week fixing the lorry to go to the show the next weekend. <laughs> like the thing, the thing's a disaster, but he always managed to get it back on, back on the road. Um, one of the moments that changed me forever was when um, Eddie, we're driving to, I reckon we're driving to Belgium and Eddie had been driving for like hours and he just like couldn't go any further. So he went to have a sleep. And um, Chloe Golding was driving, and it could have been longer. Like it could have been longer, but it felt like Eddie had like been asleep for like ten minutes, and we just hear this massive like bang, and um, the tire one of the tires blew out, and poor poor Eddie has to get up again, and um, we're having like trying to change the lorry tire on the side of like a highway which was ridiculous. And um, Brian was like trying to like ratchet the jack. He's just going insane. He, he was a changed person after that. Like, I think, I think he actually went like psychotic. Um, and this was all like 4am in the morning. So no one was having a good time. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was a fun, it was a fun memory changing to tire on, on the side of the road. To end that off. Thank you. Uh, 87 thank you, for, thank for, you for all, all the experiences, good, bad, <laughs> and in between. <laughs> oh, Christ. But yeah, we should get on to your time in South Africa, where I think I met you. Did I meet you before then? Did you write at Worlds in France? Yes. 
Yes. So that's where, well, I didn't actually meet you. I was watching the live stream and I saw you riding and I just couldn't, (laughs) I couldn't like fathom how tall you were. And it really stuck with me to the point where I I feel like I I literally met you before I did. (laughs) (laughs) Carl had a pretty tall pony in France as well. I think it was about 15 hands, maybe 14.3. Yeah. Okay. He still looks very tall. I'm not sure of her of the lovely woman's name, but uh, good old Quentin's mum when he, when she was like giving us our ponies, and like I could barely understand her accents in the first place, and I, she probably couldn't understand mine. Um, <laughs> just my thick South African accent. You also um, anyway. don't speak English a lot often. <laughs> nah, <laughs> but anyway, so she so she's like giving us all our like telling us what our ponies' names are, and we're in the tack room. And like all the attacks labeled. Um, and she like looks to me and she tells me, Prance. I was like, I look okay. around. Like, all right, that's fine. And then like I had to go back to like Megan and Tom afterwards and be like, guys, I, I don't know what my horse's name is. And they were like, oh, no. oh, dude, that's happened to me so one. many times. His name was Prince. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what I have trouble with is forgetting which horse is mine. Like one year when I um, rode in New Zealand, I think it was like one of my first overseas trips. Um, we stayed, we stayed with the Wellsbys, and they'd like donated horses for us. And um, I was like, "Yeah, cool. Like I'm riding this grey pony," and like went out to the paddock like the next morning to like go get it. They were all grey. I couldn't remember like <laughs> which one it was. Oh, uh, that is tricky though. They're all grey. Oh, it probably wasn't that hard for any normal person that shows the rest of <laughs> attention. Shit. Okay, I think we should move on so, to yes. South Africa. Yes, so I, I hadn't met you before South Africa. So we must have met at Nations, I think, in South Africa. Because yeah. I've done I've done I've done two tours of South Africa. Yes, I remember meeting yeah. you at the airport for the second one. I think I came and, yes. came and fetched you. So what, what I'll say, and um, this is where like people that do MGA really, really have good, is that like when you travel, like you don't see the world as a tourist. You, especially when you stay with people like Kyle, you, you really, really get to, to live it firsthand. <laughs> um, you, get to, you get to see and you get to experience things that um, only – only a local would get to experience. Um, so that, that's, that's why I'd always recommend, um, you know, don't always stay at the fancy hotels and don't always like stick to the tourist route. Find someone local and um, get them to show you around because you never know, you might get to um, dive into an ocean where there's sharks swimming around and you might get to um, witness your first um, nighttime mugging. Um, you might get to um, you might get to pick up a hitchhiker. Yes, bro. <laughs> you might get to you might get to buy sunglasses off a security guard's head. One of my notes um, is sunglass drug deal. <laughs> you might get to um, you might get to um, get left on the in the middle lane of the highway at, at a at a roadside 
um, to go buy and blow it, and then have to have to run down the highway to get back in your car. Like the the opportunities are endless, really. I could go on all night. We'll, we'll, Where do we'll you want to start after the competition? But like in in the sequence of events, I believe there was a, a competition that you'd arrived for, and your team. If I'm correct, it was Nations First, Tom. I know I asked you last night, but I've forgotten yeah. already. Yeah, uh, individuals yeah. first for everyone. Yeah. Oh, individuals, individuals first. Yeah. Yes. It's a champs. Uh-huh. And how did you end I up came, getting my pony? I came third, didn't I? Yeah, you were the highest placed um, international rider. It was really good. And like, disclaimer to everyone listening. I was one to of the this, highest like, placed out of all riders. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Um, like uh, so, everyone, everyone possibly looks down upon South Africa just because we're always sitting like second last at World Team Champs. Um, <laughs> because Australia's last. <laughs> however, is that what he's trying to um, say? <laughs> uh, however, I think it's usually Canada to be fair. But anyway, don't want to don't want to pull down any names. No, nah, we love Canada. Okay. Um, but did. like the quality, the quality of games in South Africa as a whole is probably quite low. However, like the top. Eight riders possibly are, are pretty good, uh, and then between them, there's so much competition, and there's really, really, really quality ponies, um, which I'm sure you saw. Uh, so, like, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. Like, the, the fact pretty that you much came third you isn't, isn't because everyone else is shit. I think you, like, you, you are because I did really and, well, right? And you, and you did really. More well. you're saying you it's because I had an easy pony. You're saying it's because I had an easy pony, right? Well, I'm saying you did have an easy po- well, you had a good pony and <laughs> there you go. And you rode really well. So I'm saying like the quality wasn't it, of wasn't it just, wasn't it just wasn't it just something you pulled out of riding school for me? Yeah, so my mom's got some pretty good ponies in the riding school. <laughs> <laughs> wherever, you, wherever you go to ride games, I find that like the good riders are always very good. Um, the only real difference is that like some countries have more of them than others like like i would say like our top horses in australia and top riders like would do very well like under like in any other country um and i I think that's pretty standard but like we don't have as many good riders like what the uk or europe does and like you guys are in are in the same same sort of boat although in the uk like there are and europe like there are like some freaks that just like no one's gonna get near I don't know what they do in their spare time. Probably practice. <laughs> but, yeah. Like, no, there's, there were good ponies. There's a number of good ponies. And, yeah, a number of, number of really good riders. I definitely um, had my work cut out for me, that's for sure. I couldn't, couldn't get near you, Kyle. Thank you. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that what you wanted me to say? Is that, is that uh, why no, you transferred me $1,000? That's not what I was going for. I was... <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to say that the that there there is some good games happening in South Africa. Yeah, yeah, there is, there is. And you rode really well. Thank you, um, thank you. Uh, uh, so uh, I think we've accomplished well. a lot with that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but the competition was cool, and the venue was cool. Lions the venue was amazing. Oh wait, uh, well, like the world's venue was incredible. Um, the the nation's venue was still very good. Um, I, I, mainly because like you can get a beer for like, I don't even think we have a coin that small here. Um, 
<laughs> it was very cheap. It was very cheap. Like it was basically free. It was. It was. It was pretty good. I remember going to get a a dress shirt. You you, you didn't have a dress shirt for the for oh. the dinner. <laughs> so you drove no, me into, I think. Into town. Um, this was before the I, th- I think I I think I brought. Oh, this was a disaster. I just remembered the whole story. Do you want, should I tell it or do you want to tell it? I'll go for it, Alistair. I love your accent. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll tell the story. So, I think, I think I did have a shirt, or maybe I didn't. It, at best case scenario, it was the wrong color, and um, <laughs> I probably didn't have a shirt. And uh, I was like, oh, uh, Kyle, I, I don't have a shirt for the dinner. Can you drive me to the shops um, so I can buy a shirt? And um, Carl, so you know, is, the, the, the closest shops to the show venue, like we went in a in a metropolitan area. We went we went in like it wasn't like in London. <laughs> I think the best shop that we could take you to in that area was Mr. Price or Woolworths. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. You took me. No, it wasn't oh, Woolworths. No, you took. Pep. Well, that that was, was half the issue. Store. You took me to a shopping center. You took me to like a shopping mall, which was definitely not close at all. And it was right before the finals of the individual, individual. like the national individual competition. And we had plenty of time. Like this wasn't our fault at all. It was the organizing committee's fault. I agree. And so we. I agree. Wait, <laughs> you came too, Tom, didn't you? Yeah, I was there as well. Yeah, so the three of us. So the amount of arrogance that was in that car. So three, three out of the, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. So three out of the eight finalists for the individuals were in a car. I think car. it was like the top three after the semifinals. In a well, I wasn't going to go that hard, Tom. But yes, you are correct. Uh, we're we're in a car going to a shopping mall, and uh, we're like buying my shirt. Um, I didn't like the the cheap ones, so we went into like the department store. I, know, I, and, I remember uh, you went in, you went into to buy a cheap shirt, and you came out with like two bottles of uh, of vodka. I think the you were so surprised at the the price of alcohol, you were like, "No, yeah." Well, it took it took me it took me a good while to get over that. Um, but so we bought the bought the shirt, and then after once I'd like chosen the shirt, the guy was like. Oh, um, the shirt has French cuffs. Do you have cufflinks? And I'm like, oh, God, okay. I'll buy some cufflinks as well. Show me the cufflinks. So we got these nice like pony cufflinks to go with the shirt. It looked great. Like everyone was in good spirits. And then uh, Kyle's phone was getting blown up, saying that they were starting the uh, the individual final. And we're like, what do you mean? Like it's not meant to start for like another two hours uh, because I think there was like a storm rolling in or something. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so they, they moved the time of the final forward while we're at the shops and um, being the, being the smug, um, arrogant Arrogance. idiots that we were yeah. at the time, we've obviously all changed and matured since then. We thought, Oh, there's no need to rush. <laughs> They're not going to start the final without the top three. You know, I'm supposed top, to be winning this competition. Or like, or whatever. We've got Tom here. We've got Alistair here. <laughs> <laughs> There's no chance they can start without us. And like, and and Kyle's mum, we thought was just winding us up, saying like, no, like they're all like in the arena, like they're going to start without you if you're not here. 
um, blah, blah, blah. And we're just like, yeah, no, they're not going to start. And then we drive in the, in the driveway. And my pony was very tacked up for me. I think mine was, I think mine was too. And all the riders were already in the arena, in their lanes, like hat covers on, like equipment in their hands. It was ridiculous. Like the, the, Organize, like the only bad thing I have to say about South Africa is that that organizing committee are a bunch of straight out savages. Like, how could you do that to us? What do you have to say for I've yourself? Never been mate? so violated, except for that 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 night with Tom. I guess if you want to go into that. I think Meg Meg was the organizing committee, so you can take it up with her right now on the podcast. Yeah, I, well, Meg, I, I, I wasn't in, I wasn't impressed. So the thing was is that in the morning all the updates went on the notice board. So they were there in the morning. So I guess you guys just needed to check the notice board daily. I think at, at the end of the day. If what you're notice the board? Artists, there was no notice board. They're, yeah, they're there definitely was. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. I, I, I do believe Meg. She's, she's most, most often right. I, so. <laughs> I want to tell you how I really feel that. <laughs> no. we'll, we'll leave that for another day anyway <laughs> you made good. it so we made it did, we didn't actually start without you did we so we can't be that savage no you well you may as well have started without me i felt i felt threatened <laughs> do you think you would, would you have won if we'd waited and given you a bit more time absolutely um if you had have waited another two days for my pony to get some stamina back then yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> But like so, after that competition, I think I went away and went home for the weekend. While you guys all had a huge party, and I believe that was that that was quite fun. I'm not sure, too sure what you guys got up to. No, I reckon you were. I reckon you were. No, you weren't. Yeah, you weren't there. I was there for one of the big nights, and then I went away. I think for one I night, just, like, and that was I a did, lot of fun. Happened. Yeah, yeah. I just remember like. Like I like I was like Tom and I were out like drinking and having a great time, and then I just don't know what happened, and then we woke up in a tent together, and I I don't know what he did to me to this day. Like I, I like I could be a victim here. <laughs> I, I have no idea like, what he did to me. He has no idea what, what what he did to him, but he's never made a loud fuck not one day since. <laughs> <laughs> The story is only from Alistair, and he's the one that woke up first, apparently, and then told me the story. I was never aware of him being in my tent at all. Oh, so maybe what? Like, you can't claim that. What's you with were you there guys when I woke up? Constantly. <laughs> yeah, well, that would be weird if I was, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Alistair obviously did a good job that night, I, and like I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure the tent door was like wide open as well when I woke up. Like, <laughs> it could have been witnesses. It's so warm there, though. Like you, like by seven in the morning, the sun comes out, and you're getting cooked, and you're and you're just sweating. Yeah, it was. Um, it was an interesting climate. <laughs> and then we moved on to the nations. Was after that, right? Yeah, the nations was after that. Um, I think you guys lost. I think. Yeah, I think Australia won that. Yeah, they did. Yeah, none of us were allowed to ride. Oh, yeah. That, 
What? Yeah, why was that? Oh, because you were selected for a world's team or something, weren't you? Is that, was that the yeah. story? Yeah, so yeah. they tried to keep the nation's teams for riders so it's sort of up and yeah. coming or not attending yeah. many world champions. Yeah, so I, I was... They'll um, have like one or two experienced riders and a team of youngsters. Yeah, we're, we're the same. I, I was um, I was up and coming. Yeah, went back when I was a young <laughs> whippersnapper. <laughs> well, it's true. Like, South Africa was my first Worlds. So, yeah, it was breaking on through. Um, so, that must have been 2016 nations then. Yeah. That's, that makes me feel so old. <laughs> <laughs> what crazy things did we get up to? I remember we were house-sitting for my girlfriend at the time's parents. And that was quite fun. <laughs> I was like, Alistair, we, we, we need to go and ride, we, we need to ride motorbikes. And you were like, you were like, yeah, that, sound, that sounds cool because you're up for anything. And then I was like, have you ever ridden a motorbike? You were like, no. <laughs> it didn't matter. It didn't matter. No, well, no, it, it did when we got stuck in that town and those people were like try, trying to chase us. Took, took Alistair um, into a couple of the, the villages. It was quite fun. My, my slender legs weren't um, strong enough to kickstart the bike, if I recall correctly. <laughs> I'm, I'm skinnier than you, bro. I just remember having to go <laughs> kickstart kick Alistair's bike. Yeah. To, um, hold the clutch. Don't let go. Get back on yeah, my and bike. Yeah, and I, I managed Alistair to... Stalled. I stalled I'll it in a precarious part of town. <laughs> Oh, um, that, was, that, that was fun. Uh, and, and what else? Did, no, what, where I actually thought you were going with that story is I thought you were going to talk about that time when we uh, we stayed at your, I think it was your grandmother's place actually. We, and, we didn't uh, stay we, there. We, we, oh, we visited we, there and we, we had to kick out. Flag. We had to kick out that family that was squatting in, in the house. <laughs> like, this was another one of those South African experiences. Like get to kick squatters out of the house. You, you yeah, tell I'll, you I'll tell give you the story. You yeah, know the yeah. context so, better. So I had this Australian guy coming over and like wanted to show him a good time. And we only had, I think we had my, my little car. And then I knew that my granddad's Jag was at my grand's house. And I was like, no, that would be a cool car to have to like enjoy while Alistair's here. Um, so I was, I was like, messaging my grand. I was like, hey, because she was away, I think, in Australia at the time. And I was like trying to ask her if I could go and fetch the car. And she was like pretty hesitant. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> eventually she said it was fine. And then we went to go and fetch the car. And like all the windows and curtains were closed in the house. So I was like, that's pretty strange. Couldn't unlock the door because there was already a key in it from the inside. I was like, this is strange. Phone my grand and I'm telling her and she's thinking that things are being like things something strange is happening. Go around to the front of the front of the house and through another exit, like entrance. Um, and there was a a random family staying in there. Um, and I was like, what the hell? Um, anyway, and like yeah, the PlayStation hooked up to the TV and everything. Oh yeah, I remember when you walked in. I remember when you walked in, you're like, because you you said um you said that like your mate, you thought that one of your mates had been there and left his PlayStation. You're like, Oh, I can't believe like he came up here, like without telling me, like, I don't know why like he, he had the key. Like, I can't believe he's just using it without telling me and leaving his PlayStation here. And then I think you looked at a, one of the games and you're like, 
he doesn't have that game or something like that. That's <laughs> when we started to cotton on that, yeah, there was, there was something foul as a foot. I remember went upstairs, opened the door that I would usually stay in like, the guest room, <laughs> and like this little boy like looks at me with eyes like this big. You know, I was like, what? <laughs> and then his mum was uh, like getting changed. Yes, bro, like tits out and all. It was wild. <laughs> it was crazy. Anyway, so like we had to evict these uh, squatters. It was wild. And then, anyway, so then we, we found the jackies and that's all I that someone was gonna. I thought someone was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think this is the same time we were supposed to be fetching people from the uh, from the from the airport, um, and I was in Paddy's uh, fortune. Uh, no, I was in the Hilux, and like I, I wasn't comfortable like giving Alistair Paddy's car to drive. So then Alistair was in the in the Jag, and then we were racing to the <laughs> airport. We were like pushing police cars off the road. It was so cool. Yeah, there's this funny trick where like if you're on the highway in South Africa and you drive onto the shoulder and push up on the right-hand side of another car and, like, go pretend flash like you're going to you, – Yeah, you flash your lights and you pretend like you're going to overtake them on the shoulder of the road. They just freak and move out of your way because they think – they must think you're, like, in a gang or something. I, I, I don't know. But it was crazy. It worked every single time. Uh, yeah. that was, <laughs> we just made a game about was... see how many we could do in a row. And Alistair was always having a great time because we're like he was like, oh no, we like we never go over one ten in Australia. Like we'll have like the flying squad on us, and like there we flying yeah. like one eighty <laughs> down the freeway. Yeah, because I remember we saw a cop car once, and I think we we're probably going like one one fifty or something. And I was like, oh Kyle, like this is not good. Like if I get like caught up with the police in a foreign country like this is going to be so bad and he's like no 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 you just need to go faster like it's just uh it's just like a patrol car like it won't be able to catch up it won't even like put its lights on and so he just like went flat stick past the cop car and it just like moved out the way and just let us past meg doesn't improve (laughs) like i just couldn't believe like how lawless this is not how all south africans drive it looked like it. Oh, that's how we drive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Just wanted I mean, we, to say that to we, all, we, all the listeners. We, we were definitely <laughs> passing a bunch of cars driving at a normal speed in the in the first two <laughs> lanes. But that third lane is definitely like a do it for modest, kind of for modest. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. The, the one on the right. Yeah. Is there anything else we should cover off? I don't think so. We had a, we had a lion jump on the car oh, <laughs> took, took Alistair to the lion park because I, oh, like, I think oh, I've just found the video I found the video of the lion jumping on the car so we went to this lion park and it's like a safe well it wasn't that safe <laughs> but like it's meant to be safe like you just keep the windows wound up um, you meant to drive really slowly and not like alarm the lions <laughs> And so we go in there and we drive up to this this lion and um, we've gone to a dead end. It starts walking towards. I'm watching the video while I'm telling the story. That's why I'm pausing to see what happens. um, (laughs) It starts walking towards us, and um, Kyle wound down the window and was trying to get um, Britt to get some footage. And she was freaking out that he kept winding down her window to put the camera, put her hand out the window with the camera. And this lion's like just slowly walking towards us. Kyle's like slowly reversing. And then it got to a point where he realized that the lion 
wasn't going to stop. So he just like smashes a J turn and like speeds off. And the lion's like up in like the rear view mirror, chasing the car, like slapping the the tires with its hands or with its um its paws. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. Adam's surprised he didn't scratch the car. It became a bit like a bit like a speedway track. It was just like <laughs> yeah, it was, like, it was an interesting experience. Uh, we saw some elephants as well on the, on yeah, the drive we, after that. Yeah, we we bribed a um, we bribed a park ranger that was there to protect them from poachers to let us touch the the elephants. He made us walk over the hill so that he's like superior in the watchtower, like couldn't see us. So that was a great experience. Kyle got kicked by an elephant for <laughs> pulling its tail, as you do. It's one of my two truths in a lie that I use on Tinder. <laughs> I've been kicked by an elephant. <laughs> yeah, I'm so stupid. I know why you did that. Oh, <laughs> I didn't kick myself with an elephant. <laughs> you're, just, you're, just, you're just lucky that they can't build up like a good backswing like a horse can. Yeah, they're, they're, they're just very slow moving. It's just like being pushed by like this massive <laughs> leg. But getting pushed by like a thousand kilo elephant. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, so that was good. It was a good time. I think that pretty much caps off nations. Yeah, that was good fun. I mean, we could talk about worlds in South Africa. I don't really have too much to talk about it. We didn't do very well. Um, it's, a sour, it's a sour point <laughs> for me. <laughs> Oh yeah, you didn't win. Ireland won, didn't they? Yeah, I think Wales came second. <laughs> Somebody came yeah, second. Yeah, Wales. You were third. I think we were fifth. Who was fourth? England. No. New Zealand, maybe. Mm, not sure. No, lost to them. Yeah, I think I'd remember that. <laughs> I guess it's true when they say you don't remember fourth place. <laughs> I'm going to coin that as the a, as a saying. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. It was so good catching up with an old friend. Um, stay tuned for next week. Uh, we're chatting with Frodo from Germany, five times world individual champion. I mean, he's won pretty much everything else as well. Um, he's He brings so much value in. Like, I'm so excited for you guys to hear what he has to say. Um, and yeah, good luck with your competitions this weekend.